Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Oh, this conversation today has me excited. So I'm chatting with my friend Spencer Lane. She is Spencer Lane Artistry on Instagram. You have probably seen some of her funny reels. Um, Spencer is a personal friend of mine. And one of the things I love about Spencer is she talks about client stylist relationships, not just customer service. Like we're talking about customer service, but it's really relationship building. That is what we are in the business of. And I never like when people say that it's only business, right? Because let's be real, you've got clients that you love to death. You have clients that you would go out and have a drink with after every appointment. Like we are talking about how to create and build the clients that you love, how to take care of the people that mean something to you, that pay your bills, that put money in your pocket, right? So this conversation with Spencer is so good. Um, You are going to enjoy it so much. And I would love if you get any great tips from this to send me or send Spencer a DM and let us know what you loved most about this conversation because I think you're going to get a whole lot of tips and tricks for building better relationships with your clients, which inevitably inevitably (laughs) is going to um, create a business that you love and actually like a day of work that you look forward to. So before we get into this conversation, this is your reminder that the waitlist for my group coaching to get your financial shit together is still open. Again, we will be launching in the fall. If you want to get on it and be the first to know, the first to get whatever bonuses I will be throwing at you, it's all a secret for now, please go to the link in the show notes and get on the wait list. Also, I'm including the link to my Bye Bye Debt Blueprint. This is actually a calculator that is going to help you create a plan to get out of debt. 
You can get the calculator as well as my mini course on letting go of shame, why getting out of debt can actually enhance your life, all of the all of the debt things. It's called Bye Bye Debt, and it's $47, and it is yours for life. Um, the calculator you can keep forever. Um, so grab that as well as my three secrets to becoming a cash confidence stylist. This is a free course just for you. So if you are not familiar with what I teach, if you are new here, um, that is a great place to start. So I'm going to link all of those things below in the show notes um, so that they're there in case you're driving and it's nice and easy for you to go back. Um, with that being said, please, please, please enjoy this amazing customer service slash building relationship conversation that I I'm having with Spencer because like I said I think honestly every stylist needs to hear this one hi my beautiful friend how are you I'm so good how are you I'm good so before we get started actually I'm very excited about this conversation because um so if you're listening um Spencer I so your new last name by the way is fucking throwing me off <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Spencer Lane Artistry, if you follow her, which I'm sure you do, especially if you enjoy funny reels, um, posted recently kind of about, about this like trend of the Karens of the salon, right? And we all know what we're talking about. We all see it. We laugh at the the reels, whatever, but we're not talking about the customer service side. We're not talking about kind of where we play a part in the situation, right? So that is what Spencer and I are going to chat about today. Before we start, Spencer, who are you and what do you do? My name is Spencer Lane Stout. Um, Misty, you came to my wedding a few years ago. It was so fun. Um, I live in Charleston, South Carolina. I work behind the chair full time, four days a week. And I've got a husband and a kid and a dog. And I'm just living my best life, trying to figure out how to continue to make money doing this. Yes. Well, I feel like you're doing a good job, but you know, that's just me. me. I haven't had a nervous breakdown yet. So I'm a little biased. So, you know, (laughs) so talk to me a little bit about, um, the post that kind of prompted this episode in the first place. So it's funny. Um, every once in a while, when I have these moments of clarity, I go on stories to like unpack it you know, and sometimes I don't necessarily know what I'm going to say. I'm not, I, I don't have a program. I don't have an ever, I don't have any of that. So I just unpack things like in real time with people. And there was a girl, um, who I've done her hair a few times and she wanted, you know, to go lighter and we did, it looked beautiful. And then she messaged me a few days later and, um, she, it, it was too much for her and that's okay. And a lot of people, a lot of hairdressers out there have been coached to that is a whole nother service. You need to charge for it. It, it took me maybe $8 in color just to tone it down a little bit. And like, she was so happy. She was so thrilled. And uh, it took me an hour and a half, not a big deal. Gave her a fresh blowout said, thank you so much for telling me that it wasn't your thing. Um, Not a big deal. If she needed a big transformation, sure, I would have charged for it. But what is that $10 of color and an hour of my time worth? I got to keep a client who I really like and I really enjoy 
for an extended period of time. And I built that relationship of trust with her. So now she feels really safe coming to me um, and asking me about ideas and just feeling out like what I think, you know? Um, So I posted this on stories about that level of customer service and how can we go above and beyond for our, our clients that we have right now to keep them because it is much easier to keep a current good client happy than it is to go out and find a new one. Yes, 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 yes. And I think that it's the safety part, right? Like that is something that I've always prided myself in is if somebody is unhappy, I want them to tell me whether it's the tiniest thing, whether it's a large, like whatever, whether they came in and said, I want to be read. And then two days later, they don't want to be read anymore. Like I, like, I think it's important in our business is to be a safe space, to not just think that, like what we do and what we say is the end all be all. And like everyone right. needs to be happy with. And like, not everyone is that. like out to scam you and like steal money from you. They want that relationship with you. So how do we meet them there? You right. know, and that's what no one is talking about when it, we're having a lot of conversations around like, oh, break up with this toxic client and how to break up with this client and how to word this. And sometimes like, dude, just do it. Is it really worth it? It depends on the situation, right? It does. It absolutely does. And I'm not saying that anyone should ever be bulldozed over or we should, you know, not break up with toxic clients, but it's like, all right, how do we nurture the clients that we already have and that we already love and enjoy working with? Like it's a mindset shift, right? It's Mm -hmm. okay. These people bring a lot of positivity into my life. Like how do I keep and maintain that relationship? Yeah. Let's talk about that today. Let's talk about kind of, I I mean, I I don't even know if customer service is the right word. Right. You know, like it, it almost feels human decency. Yeah. Like, or just like relationship building. Like, I mean, there's another narrative that I don't know how I feel about, and I guess it depends on the type of stylist, but like the narrative Mm -hmm. of you're not your clients, you're not friends with your clients. And it's like, well, that's hard for me. I'm, I have really good relationships with probably 99% of my clients. Like I would go and have a drink with 99% of them. I have talked about things in my life. I know things in their life. Like, so I'm like, I don't think I would have a business if I was like, you're just a client and you are like, I don't have a relationship with you. Like, I don't really want a business that like that. And I'm sure there are stylists out there who do want that, but it's a lot that don't. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's a lot of people that just want to go to work and really enjoy their work and, you know, and have a good time with people. Um, At the end of the day, like if it's just about doing hair, like I could do hair on a mannequin all day long and create content, you know, but I don't. And so, I mean, yeah, you're right there. I could name at least 15 of my clients that like would write me a check for my mortgage. No questions asked. Yeah. I would die for those people. You bet your ass I will, you know, squeeze them in in an hour time slot, you know? Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because like even where I, so I walked away from the behind the chair for 10 months um, and the amount of clients that supported it, they were sad. Don't get me wrong. They were not, yeah. they were like, please don't leave me. But, <laughs> but they were so like, I knew this was coming. I saw this coming. 
I could tell by the way you were talking about, like, you know what I mean? And it was like, they supported the shit out of me. And now I'm back one day um, a week and they have seen my other business grow and they're still there supporting me. And I'll tell you, there's some days like where cheerleading I, for you. Oh my God. So they'll say things like I had a client a couple of weeks ago. She was like, Missy, you inspire me so much by like, you just like going out and like following your dreams. And I was just like, oh my, like, thank you. <laughs> you know? And it's like, I want those people. You know, yeah. I want those people in my chair and I don't want it to just be like, okay, here's your baby lights. Pay me. Bye. Yeah. Like yeah. that doesn't feel good. I, let me tell you this story. So obviously we unfortunately lost the cat a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago at this point, one of my clients messaged my friends and asked me if it was appropriate to send me or asked them if it was appropriate to send me a gift. And she made had this beautiful print of Millie made and sent to my salon and I sobbed and it's just like she cared she cared enough to go out of her way to gift me something that she knew that I would really enjoy to ask my friends if it was appropriate for her to send that and my friends were like yeah that she would love it and and then followed through on that like you can't tell me that these people are not a big part of our lives right Right. So let's talk about ways that we can nurture that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like how have you nurtured it in your business? How have I nurtured it in my business? Let's kind of go, let's give people some actual steps that have made these relationships, you know, what they are. I mean, I think that quality customer service starts at the, like before the appointment, right? It's your welcome email. It's knowing what to expect. It's reaching out. And I know that like we have a lot of automations for things like this right now, but let's take someone who's in my position where like, I only work four days a week. I don't have a ton of clients that I work on. So it's not a lot of people to manage. Um, But you know, when a new client reaches out, I don't just send them a job form. I reach out to them personally and I say, Hey, thank you so much. Um, and you know, and we start to talk about their hair and a lot of the times they'll be like, Oh, I wasn't expecting to like actually hear from you. Um, so obviously it starts early, but then when they get there, um, and when they get to the appointment, shaking someone's hand and saying, Hey, welcome to the space. Let me show you around. The bathroom is over here. Mm -hmm. Like, if I talk tell about you, that a little bit, because you, yeah, talk about that because I like this, and this is something oh, this I thought about. It drives me absolutely bananas when I go to a new place and I don't know where the bathroom is. I have to pee like every fifteen minutes, and like <laughs> I don't want to look around and be nervous on like where the bathroom is. Just show them, you know. Right. Otis, come here. Come on. Sorry, he's whining. He's being fussy. He's like, he's like, Um, "Uh, the attention is not on me over here, please. (laughs) There's, there's people outside that you can bark at, sir. Um, But yeah, no, showing, showing someone where the bathroom is creates trust. It creates relief in your client. And especially if they're new, they want to feel relaxed. They want to feel at home and they don't want to feel like they are invading your space. Yes. But they are not invading your space. Stop treating them like they are a burden or like they are invading your space. That is their space. They rented yes. it. Yes. They rented it for the three hours that they booked you. you yeah, know? I absolutely and love you that. You should tell them and you should teach them how to navigate it. And so when you guide them over to your chair, making sure that you hang up their purse in an appropriate place. Don't let them wonder. Don't let them wonder, where do I put my purse? 
don't make them ask. Put it on the floor. Like have a place. Like, yeah, like have a place. And like, I'm a rat girl, like I'm gross, you know, but I'm not going to put my, I'm not going to put my purse on the ground. Um, But yeah, just having a designated place and don't let them wonder, do it for them, you know? Um, And, you know, then you get into your consult and everything like that. And you can say, hey, if you need to, you know, you get through that, you go to start mixing. If you need to use the restroom before your service, now is the right time. Yes. You know, and it's just like tiny little things. When people talk about adding value, yes, customer service, but customer service in our world means making people feel relaxed, safe, and comfortable. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, so one of my biggest pet peeves is when a, a client, not even new, just any client walks in and the stylist is still at their chair and says, come on over from across the salon. Oh, it drives me insane. Like walk up to your client, like walk up to them. If it's a new client, I love the shake of the hand or something where you're touching them. Cause you're about to be touching them, you know, right. and I always, you know, nice to meet you. Like, like I would anyone else. Right. Like, oh, this is my other thing. When you start your consultation, every hairdresser stands behind people and we just start touching people. Ask someone if you can touch them. Yes. Yes. Ask them for consent. Hey, well, do you mind if I touch Yes. Them? I mean, they're there. Yeah. Because what they are they going to gonna... say no? But oh my God. Yeah. You can touch. Oh my God. No one's ever asked me. Yeah. You can touch me. You just, you don't know people's stories, you know, and um, you don't know how people are going to respond to being touched. Um, Even though they're like consenting to it, like it's implied when they make the appointment, you know, it it can just be kind of aggressive. Yeah. And if they have a ponytail holder in their hair, ask if they want to take it out or you want, they want you to take it out. That's something that I do too, because Mm -hmm. there's something about like, I'll see people walk up and just like start ripping their ponytail holder out of their client's head. And I'm like, like that might hurt them. I'm the most tender headed person on the face of the planet. So even if I like accidentally like yank a little, I'm like, I'm so sorry. They're like, right. no, it's fine. I'm like, it hurt me. Yes. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, well, there's so many little things that I think that, um, I mean, over time you learn, I hope, mm-hmm. you know, you hope and that I, people learn. These are things that like took me years to cultivate that I want to teach like newer, younger, uh, less seasoned stylists because, you know, when you're 21 years old, it's really hard to get a 30, 35 year old woman to trust you. And if you can do these little things and they're like, oh, wow, she's like really got it together. You can cultivate an amazingly wonderful clientele in a very short period of time. My other particular favorite one that was given to me years ago, I worked in a very, very busy, booked and busy commission salon. And there was a lot of like business happening while hair was happening. And we would have to interrupt each other um, and go over and like ask questions and get approvals and signing, whatever. Instead of addressing the service, you know, I don't like using the word service provider. Instead of addressing the hairdresser first, look at the client in the chair and say, I'm so sorry, I have to interrupt your service. Mm-hmm. They rented that time. It is their right. time. And you have to take away from it. And they don't mind. They just don't want to feel like they're invading your space. And like yes. I said, mindset, mindset shift, it's their space. They rented it. Mm-hmm. And just acknowledging the real life person that's in the chair, 
who already feels weird and awkward and uncomfortable seeing a new hairstylist, I'm so sorry that I'm, I interrupted your service. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. What are they going to do? Tell you to F off? Yeah. You know, no, you're not allowed to ask questions right now, please. Yes. No, I love that. And I would even add to this too, which this seems like common sense, but I don't think it's common sense. You've got to stop talking shit. They're talking common sense and common knowledge. Right. (laughs) You've got to stop talking shit about other clients on the floor in front of clients. Like, I, I don't understand why that makes sense to anyone. I, it like, because in my mind, I'm like, okay, it's like having a friend that always talks shit about your other friends. And you know that they're talking shit about you to them. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you have a client, if I have a client in my chair and a stylist across the salon is saying, oh my gosh, she's always late, blah, blah, like, like bitching about a client that is not in the salon. My client is going to feel like when she walks out, we're going to do the same thing. Right. You know, and, and it drives me insane. And it's like, no, like, First of all, nobody wants to hear a ton of negativity behind the chair. Like, I don't want to go in a salon and hear other stylists bitching, especially about clients, right? About anything, really, for the most part. I mean, we we have to take a look when you point when you point fingers. They're they're pointing right back at you. Yeah, and I I forget what the exact quote is. Oh yeah, when you when you point your finger, there's three pointing back at you. And um, I like that. My question to people like that is, why do you have those clients? Mm. Because you have to take a good hard look at the kind of people that you attract based on the way you talk, the way you present yourself, the way you present your salon. You have to think about those things. And oftentimes, and, and that's the thing, really brutal honesty with yourself and accountability with yourself is really icky. It feels gross, but sometimes that's where the gaps are. That's where the issue lies is in yourself. And it's hard to admit that sometimes, you know, that consistently we don't hit the mark because of this behavior, you know? And I don't know about you. I see it all over TikTok all the time. Like TikTok hates hairdressers hates us oh interesting it's really unfortunate TikTok anymore it like stresses me out (laughs) like that's a whole other thing but um people don't make amazing videos about their hairdresser they don't they make when they have bad experiences they tell people why they're bad experiences right and um yeah so if you so the goal now is not to get people to make positive content about you. It's to get them to not make negative content about you. Right. Right. Well, Don't I give mean, them anything to make negative content. Right. And, and I feel like, I mean, there's such a, like, I, again, like, I like that you said at the beginning of this is like, like a safe space, you know what I mean? Like a space that somebody feels comfortable, somebody feel, mm-hmm. you know, they're already in kind of a vulnerable position. They're putting themselves in the hands of somebody that maybe they do not know, you know, let's talk about a new, and they're employee. going to spend a whole lot of money. Yep. Yep. That they worked really hard for. Yep. With their fingers yeah. crossed that they're going to like it. Yeah. You know, and like, and, and we talk about, you know, we, I think that we've gotten so much tunnel vision in this industry about like, yes, hairdressers deserve to be wealthy. They deserve to get paid what they are worth and what their value is. But those people also do as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, you know, you, you have to, you have to see those people for who they are and they are people who work just as hard as you do. Um, and what was the other ones that I listed in, in my video? Yeah. Let's talk Um, about the, um, let's talk about when you're, you're running late. So like, this is something that I love that you say, but something I wanted to add too, like, is a lot of people, they like, don't text their client at all when they're running behind Mm -hmm. the stylist. Right. And I don't know about you. I know when I'm going to run behind. I know at least 45 I know minutes. an hour prior. Yes. I, I know. And then when I know, I will text my client. Even if I think that it's only going to be five minutes, I'll just warn them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, I'm going to run like five minutes behind, like just in case they're rushing. And you know what I mean? Like, but you yeah. have something even better that I love that I want you to, to share. If I'm not finished five minutes before my client gets there, that's me running late. And so I just need to give myself time to reset. I wipe down my chair still post COVID world, wipe down my chair after every single client. And I need time to do that and get caught up. So if I am not five minutes ahead before my next client gets there, I'm late. I will shoot them a text message. I consistently keep money on my Starbucks card. I keep $20 on my Starbucks card at all times. It's on auto reload. And I screenshot my Starbucks scanner card from my app and I send it to them and I say, Hey, I'm running five to 10 minutes behind instead of rushing. Why don't you go get yourself a little treat on me um, before you get here and, you know, take your time, not a big deal. And people love that. They love, they do. No one minds that you're running behind ever. I don't care. That's totally fine. But to acknowledge that, you made an appointment, you rented my time, and now I'm running behind. And and your time is valuable and your money is valuable to me. So I'm going to treat you to this little thing because I know that it means something to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and very few people have ever actually used it. They don't care. Right. You know? right. They just want to be acknowledged and be treated like a human who um, has value in your business. And they want to know that they are spending money somewhere that they're cared about and their time is cared about. Yes. Well, exactly. and that's the shift in consumer behavior that we're seeing right now, especially like people are really weird about where they want to spend their money. Um, I recently stopped going to an injector that I've been seeing for four or five years. She opened up her own business and I was so excited for her and like thrilled for her. And she's doing really well. Every time I got there, I waited for 30 minutes in her waiting room. My friends too, we all stopped going because I'm not going to go and wait for 30 minutes to spend $700. Right, right. Take my money. Well, and I like that you say it's just like an an acknowledgement of like their time, that they're a human, that they're going through, you know what I mean? Like, and that's all people really want. They want to feel, they want to feel special. People want to feel good, safe, and special. I will never forget Yes. I will never forget buying the little box of glove, uh, um, glass covers. You know what I'm talking about? Oh They're yeah. Like, I have that, like that should be standard. Four bucks or whatever. Right. You pull those out when clients have glasses on and they have root color on, you would have yeah. thought that I handed them like, like an entire spa day. Like yeah. it, it was just this, like, Oh my God, thank you. Like, like it was this idea of me taking care of their stuff and not getting color on their stuff. And it was like, the simplest thing 
that makes people feel good, you know? And it's like, I think it just gets so lost in translation now, you know? Because we are strictly focused on making as much money as possible right now, which we should be love that everyone deserves to be wealthy. Um, but we are missing the mark when we lose trust from our customers and we are no longer seeing retention. Retention is where our money is. You know, um, if you create like the girl that started this whole story, when you create trust with your customers, she will never go see anyone else, Mm -hmm. at least for not for another three to five years. And that has immense value to my life. That's my, that's my mortgage. That's my car payment, you know? Um, and it took me an hour of my time and $10 worth of color. Yeah. I can eat the cost on that. It's fine. Um, another thing that I did recently. So when the cat went missing, I, I was a mess. You did not want me to do your hair. (laughs) And one of my clients is pregnant and she was eloping. She was going to Denmark to go and elope. And, um, yeah, so I, I had already rescheduled her for her first appointment with me because I had a family emergency. That was when my mother-in-law, everything started. It was that day. And, um, she was so understanding, wonderful. She's a wonderful client. And so I, to reschedule this appointment, um, I, she was like, I'm leaving for Denmark on Monday. And I was like, all right, I'll come in on Saturday for you. Right. She deserved it. I went on Amazon real quick. I knew she was eloping and I went on Amazon and got a little bride like makeup bag for her. Cause she was, she didn't get to do the bride stuff. She was right. eloping, you know? And so I got her a little bride makeup bag, ran to salon centric, packed it full of travel sizes that she uses. And when she came in, I was just like, Hey, I got you something. I came in on a Saturday for you. I'm so sorry that I've had to do this to you. Um, you know, thank you so much for like being so loving and understanding. She sobbed she bawled her eyes out and she was just like, this is the most thoughtful thing that anyone's ever done for me. And I'm like, well, you cared about me when I was going through something. The least I could do is set you up for your trip. Yes. Which is funny because the reason that I ended up giving it to her early, which was like, oh my God, I have to go to Ulta. I need, I need shampoo and conditioner, you know, blah, 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 like travel sizes and all of this stuff. And I was like, oh, funny. (laughs) I handled it. Right. You know, yes. Uh, I mean, um, I love that. And, All of these things is treating a, a human like a human. Right. And just saying, Hey, I, I love you. I, you pay my bills. You take care of me. And you're a person that I want to continually see because again, it is so much harder to go out and find a whole brand new client and build that relationship than it is to just nurture the one that you already have. Right. And I think people forget too, is that those clients that like stuff like that, she is going to go and tell all her friends. She is going to go. She, you made her feel so special that that in mm-hmm. itself is a marketing strategy without oh being my a God, yeah. strategy. Like you know? all of her friends are going to know about that bag. Yeah. Every time she pulls it out, she's going to think about me mm-hmm. and the feeling that I gave her that day and how I prepped her for her wedding. And, um, you know, and yeah, she's going to go and tell all of her friends about that. Yeah. The feeling yeah. that's, that's the thing. It's like, I, I'll never forget. And this is, 
I hate, I hate telling this story because I think about it often and it's not my shiniest moment, but when I was in a commission salon a while ago, I'll never forget having a new client. I think she was just a haircut client. I was shampooing her hair. I think I, I somehow kids got brought up and I asked her if she, (laughs) you did what? I asked her if she had kids and she said, Uh no. And I, I said something like, oh, they're so hard. Like something very kind of like negative about kids. And she said, I can't have them. And my heart sank. And I knew right at that moment, she was never going to come back to me. Just even if she absolutely loved her hair, because I reminded her of a very hard time in her life. And it was a very hard lesson for me because yeah. I, you know, I was just trying to be the funny haha hairstylist. And I brought up right. straight trauma for her, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I think about it all the time and like, and it's one of those things where like, sometimes we don't even realize just our conversation can make someone feel safe or our conversation can make someone feel good, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's also about like, all the things we're talking about is a value add that has absolutely nothing to do with hair. <laughs> yeah. And it costs you nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. The yeah. most money that I spend on incredible customer service is like maybe 10 or 12 bucks. I think I spent $13 on that little, on that bag for uh, my client tax write it off, send it to my bookkeeper. It was fine. Right. And all of this costs absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, why are we stuck in the cycle of it's us versus them? And we talk constantly about like, you know, break up with this person who, you know, who violates your boundaries. And like, it, it's all a bunch of pop psych stuff. And it drives me nuts because like, we're not talking, like, we have to talk about context and we have to talk about what you did to get there. Yes. You know, why do you have 50 clients that bulldoze over your boundaries? Right. You know, why do you have 50 clients that like cancel at the last minute? Mm -hmm. You know, reflection, man. Like, like like you said, like you've got to take a look. Where do you, where, what responsibility do you have in the situation? Right. Right. You know, I, I can, I mean, at least five or six times a week, I have a client come in and they are like, the first thing they say is this is my favorite day. Yes. Yes. That's always my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's my, oh, I love it so much. They're like, uh, it's my favorite day. I'm yeah. so glad that I'm here. Oh, funny enough. I have a new injector and that's what I told her last time I went and saw her. I love her so much. She's just, she's on her own, owns her own business. She is always five minutes early for me. She always uh, follows up two weeks after my appointment and has me send her pictures to make sure that everything's great. And she does get her hair done by Nini now. And she came in uh, like three weeks after one of my appointments. And she goes, why is your forehead moving so much? I was like, I don't know. And I was like, it's fine. And uh, she goes, no, you're coming in tomorrow. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Follow up, you know, follow up means a lot. And yeah, I, I have an automated email follow-up, which is totally fine. But sometimes, and this is where intuition comes into play. Sometimes, you know, people are a little bit weird. They're not going to tell you, but they want to, you know, Um, but they don't know that it's safe. So sometimes I will personally reach out to those people, text them, 
Um, no one likes a phone call. Don't call them. That's annoying. Right. Right. Don't call me. No, I don't, don't call me. I'm like, I love you, no. Spencer, but if you called me, I'd be like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. I would think someone died. Um, no, I, this is another thing. When I text them, I will always say, I hope it's appropriate to text you. Mm, I like, that. and yeah. no one's ever going to say, no, it's not, you know, um, right, right. but just acknowledging that it, we are a business that is texting you. I hope that's okay. Um, in normal business hours and saying, Hey, thank you so much for coming in. You know, I wanted to follow up with you personally and make sure that everything was, you know, to your liking. And every once in a while, I'll get a text back and be like, mm, I kind of want these pieces in the front just a little bit shorter. I'm like, perfect. I have 15 yep. minutes tomorrow afternoon. Come on in. Yes. So I, I love that you brought that up because I started doing follow up. Um, gosh, not that long ago. I mean, it's been when I was full time, like maybe like two years prior or something. And it started because uh, somebody left that I didn't feel like she was fully happy. And in right. my head, I was like, I can sit here and I can think about it for the next eight to 10 weeks until her next appointment, or I can just check in with her. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? And I, I, I remember texting and being like, Hey, I'm just checking in, seeing how, are you still loving like your hair? You know, is there any issues that maybe we need to cover or something, something along those lines yeah. where I, I made it safe for her to say, and she responded with, Oh my God, I absolutely love it. My husband loves it, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, so this is a little bit for her. First of all, she was very excited that I followed up Two, it yeah. also like eased my mind at the same time, you know? Right. And, and it's like, and I started doing it every single new client or a client that like we changed something up or, or anything like that. And it, it's, right. it's a game changer. And you can have your automated email. That's fine. Um, yeah. You know, my other particular like favorite thing is utilizing text replacement in my phone. So I don't have to just like type the same text a million times over and over again. Um, if you don't use, you use text replacement, right? No, I, I save copies of things in my notes in my phone. What's text? Oh, Misty, it's way easier. <laughs> go into it? your, go into your settings, go to keyboards and hit text replacement. And okay. so I have directions on how to find my salon. I just type, or, um, I just type remind and it'll come up with this whole paragraph automatically. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Game changer, dude. Yes. Um, my, my email, my email is 10 days long. It's spencerleanartistry at gmail.com. Um, so I just type in EE and it pops up with my email. Oh, um, nice. yeah, little things like that for tax replacement, because I have the longest name on the face of the planet. Um, it's better but, than my email, right? Now, my, my coaching email is Misty Jane at Misty Jane.com. I don't know how I did that. I thought yeah. I don't know how I did it. I met, I, it's supposed I to be that. like, hello at MissyJ.com. Yes, exactly. I was very I confused. That. <laughs> yeah. And now it just is what it is. So, <laughs> right. Well, hopefully at some point you have other people on your staff that they have, you know, Rebecca at MissyJane.com or yes. whoever, you that know, goals. <laughs> I'm here to support that. Oh, <laughs> the, the other thing, let's talk about the, the cleaning. Yes. Yes, let's do. Um, because a, a clean salon. Okay. Ooh, where do we start? Do you want to start? <laughs> okay. So I was taught, and and these are two separate stories of when I was 21 years old. When I was 21 and I first started doing hair, um, I was always told you can always judge the state of a salon by their wax pot. Mm, always. Interesting. And a lot of us I aren't doing that. <laughs> yeah. 
a lot of us aren't doing waxing anymore. So right. that's kind of gone out the window, but you can always judge a salon by the state of their wax pot. That is something that I learned a long time ago. Um, the very first job I ever had, this lady was a tyrant. She was like the Gestapo and she was bananas, but she taught me amazing things. And one of them was your, you are immune to hair. Your clients are not. So every single time you use that shampoo bowl, you better scoop that hair right out of that trap. Cause yes. if your client sees it, that's disgusting. Right. It's not disgusting to me. Like, I don't Oh care. my God. I'll find hair in my food and eat it. And oh like, yeah. Like, like, I don't even care um, anymore. <laughs> my clients are so grossed out whenever I say that they're like, Oh, I'm like, it's probably clean. It's fine. I mean, if it's been, if it's in the salon, it's been cleaned. You should see out of my dryer trap. Oh, but God. that was the worst. Um, but I took a class from Gino Stampora and I told you earlier, like not a lot of people remember Gino Stampora. Um, he was a coach before coaching was a thing. And he always said, I am not the best hairdresser. He was like, I'm probably not even a good one. And I, I really appreciated that, but he built a beautiful big business of clients who absolutely loved him and he always said it was because he showed up dressed for it every single day. And he always had the shiniest, cleanest mirror and cleanest chair base. Mm -hmm. The chair base one gets me every single time because your clients, it, when I see a chair base, it reminds me of that moment in Princess Diaries when they're like doing the makeover on her and there you can see the chair spinning and reflecting in the chair base. Right. I want to have a... I want to have a princess diaries moment. I know that my client wants to have a princess diaries moment. It better not be caked in hair and hairspray. Yes. Yeah. You know, and shout out to, um, a stylist I used to work with Emma. What she taught me was to sit in your chair, sit in your salon chair and look around because, and see what the stylist see. I mean, see what the client sees. It's something yeah. that I never had thought about. And, you know, before, prior to her telling me that, and I, you do, you sit down and you see shit that you don't see standing up over, over the chair. You see dirty no. spots. You see, you know, you realize that the, that the footrest on your chair is loose. Like you wouldn't know yeah. that if you're standing up constantly. Um, and I think that that's a really good tips. Go sit in the shampoo bowl, put your, like you said, look up, put your head look up. up. Like, Yes. I'll yep. never forget. I used to be, I used to be a regional educator with a product company and I would do ride alongs with salon centric reps. And there's only two reps in our area. And I would go into these absolutely gorgeous salons. Like, and this was in 2015. So like a hundred dollar haircut was bougie, right. you know? Mm -hmm. And I would go into these hundred dollar haircut salons. And the first thing I would do is look up that, big chandelier that they had in there cobwebs <laughs> always cobwebs and dust yeah yeah disgusting first off yeah and if I was a client paying a hundred dollars for a haircut at that time and I looked up and saw that I would be like oh why don't they have the money for a cleaning person right you know right. um if I'm spending that much money here why isn't it clean and yeah. unfortunately and I, I see it in a lot in these huge ticket salons. We're, we're doing big tickets nowadays. Extension services are 5,000 bucks. You know, if someone is going to pay $5,000, there better not be a single 
tumbleweed of hair from your previous extension client on the floor. Right, right. Tumbleweed. Yeah. Got it. Is that the truth? <laughs> well, because you know, when you pull out shed hair, it sits in a little tumbleweed and they end oh, up yeah. in the corner. Yeah, you start blow um, yeah. drying and it's just like, you're right. It just, <laughs> it, it just collects more hair. Right. And it drives me absolutely bananas. Um, another thing that I personally do in my own salon, because it drives me crazy. So I know my clients see it. I have a white wall behind my chair and mm-hmm. I splatter color on it over oh. and not like a lot. It's just like, you know, the flick back of it. Right. I paint that wall at least once a month. Right. <laughs> it's small, you know, it's not a big deal, but I paint it because it yeah. drives me bananas and I don't want my client to, that's like, it's like going to the dentist's office and realizing that someone else sat there before you. Right. That's gross. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's an inky feeling. Yeah. And people notice, you know, I mean, I think everyone has their different levels of cleanliness, right? So you're going to have right. somebody that not going to notice shit. Then you're going to have somebody that's going to notice every tiny little piece of hair that is sitting around. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it doesn't, right. it's so easy to just like blow dry your shelves right there and, and sweep yeah. real quick or like, you know and what I mean? Like it all your like, chair in between every customer. Yes. Yes. Take, and the, I don't know about uh, you. take the fingerprints off of the, the metal on the chair. Like the oh, yeah. little things that don't take that. Um, Wipe down the shampoo ball, please. <laughs> <laughs> that drives me crazy. It drives Insane. me nuts because I do a lot of vivid hair color, right? So I have a black leather chair. So you can't see hair color when it's on there. You're going to see it when someone leans against it. Right. And right. right. So I, I can drape clients. The best, right. I can drape clients the best that I can. But if there's like blue hair color on there, that's three days old that I haven't seen, it's going to get on them. Same yeah. thing at the shampoo bowl. You have to pick up the pillow. You have to pick up the neck rest and wipe it out because you are going to get red on someone's blonde. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so just making sure that, yeah, clients, it, no one wants to put their hair in a ponytail and be like, oh shit, there's red on the bottom of my hair. You know, it's stuff that they don't see. Right. Right. You know, um, that, that makes for a really memorable and quality service. Yeah. You know, it's just, I just don't think it's that hard to nurture loving, trusting relationships with the clients that we already really enjoy and, and to keep them. And when we keep them, they send us new people Yeah, and they send us people like them. Right. Right. Exactly. The girl who I did, $10 worth of color on and like stayed for an hour and a half. Um, she will send me people just like her who, who feel comfortable and safe enough to tell me, um, when something's not like perfect or if they feel like they made a wrong choice and like, maybe they just need a little tweak, you know? Um, and that has immense value. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I love all of this. I mean, customer service for me, I agree with the guy. I forget his name already. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I've always felt that way. I've always felt that like 80% of, of why I'm a good hairstylist is customer service and 20% I'm an okay stylist. I mean, my clients would argue that probably, but like, yeah, 
you know, I just, I, for me, it's how people feel when they leave. It's the conversation as well. So that's another one. Like if you are talking more than the client, that's too much in my opinion. Right. We can, we've just got to get better at, at reading people and reading the room. You know, like there are some clients that I have, we can shoot the shit for hours. And then there are other clients that I have, like, they don't really want to talk and like, that's fine. And, and we don't, I don't have to be that hairdresser that is for everyone. There are some hairdressers that like, they don't want silent appointments. That's perfectly fine. But you have to make sure that everyone knows that about you. Right. They have to know what to expect. And when people know what to expect before they come into your space, long before they come into your space, you will have a clientele that better matches who you are, yes. you know, and is a better fit for you. And another thing, let's talk about the people that reach out that aren't for you. So for example, somebody reaches out, maybe wants something that you don't do, um, mm-hmm. You don't have to just ignore them. One, you don't have to, um, no, I'm sorry. I don't do that. Like you can still have good customer service for that person because they're still going to talk about your salon. They're still going to maybe one day do something that you do do, or you know what I mean? Like, like, so I think another, or their, my favorite is every once in a while, I'll get an email from someone that's just like, oh, this is my budget. And it doesn't fit my prices and that's okay. Right. People's financial status changes all the time. Yep. All the time. And you don't want to be remembered as the person that shames someone for their, their budget. Um, Hey, this, you know, I don't particularly fit your budget, but I think this, 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 and this service would be great for you. Um, yep. This is my friend so-and-so. They work down the street. Um, she's a little bit more of a greener stylist. So her, you know, pricing is is better suited for your budget. Um, yep. And and giving them the direction on where to go. My, my little thing that I'll, I'll throw in there is I will list their phone number. Yeah. for them. Oh, yeah. I won't only Make just tell them their name. I'm like, here's the phone number. I yes. already did the work for you. Googling it is not hard, but like, that's another step for them. You know, yep. let me just do the work for you. And yep. when you, when you are so kind to people, like they will tell their friends and one day their financial status might change and they might remember the time that you were really, really nice to them. Yes. You know, we have people in the last week or so. So in my we have an old, we work in an old house and we have the loft upstairs, but there's also another building right next door that is also upstairs. And so people wander into our loft all the time looking for the girl next door. And I always walk them back down the stairs, talk to them. How is your day going? Oh, this happens all the time. Not a big deal. And I walk them over to where they're supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. I love that. It's just not that hard. Right. And I feel like that's Disney customer service right there. Instead of pointing to the restroom, like I'll walk you over there. Right. You know? Right. Um, and like little, st- like it, it's amazing to me what little stuff people forget. Like when someone walks in the salon, say hello, say hello to them. Why right. is no one, why are they just, oh, they're not your client. So you don't say hi. No, you say hi. I will be across the salon. Oh. I'll be like, Hi, welcome. Who are you here to see? Like, I like, you know what I mean? Yes. And, and I'm not like, okay, 
this has been a consistent problem in my life. And, and that particular thing has led me to where I am now. Yeah. Not like I would greet every single person's client, offer them a beverage. So-and-so is going to be here in just a minute. Uh, can I get you anything while you're waiting? While you're waiting, here's the restroom. Let me get you some water. Let me start making you a cup of coffee. Yeah. And Maybe we they, need to be receptionists. <laughs> I would be the best receptionist. Dude. Oh, same. <laughs> I would be the best salon coordinator. Um, but I just, I grew up in that environment that like, that first interaction is what puts people at ease. It is yeah. either going to make them super tightly wound or put them at ease. And I would rather work with a person whose shoulders are down here instead right. of up to their ears, you know, like yeah. it's in the way of my haircut. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, you can, at the end of the day, you can have the most beautiful branded photo shoot. You can have an aesthetically pleasing salon decor. You can have the matching, you know, camel Minerva chairs or whatever. Mm -hmm. None of it means anything if you cannot retain the clients that you already have. Yep. Yep. And I would even because say no you can have going to all the education. Value. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you can have all the education in the world, but if, you know, yeah. they don't feel You can be the greatest hairdresser on the planet, but if you're an asshole, people are going to know. Yep. Yep. Or you're going to attract more assholes. And that right. doesn't sound And I cool. hope you're ready for that. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then you don't get to show up years later and be like, oh my God, it's me against them. Clients are so toxic and blah, blah, blah. No, they're not. You just attracted those people. And yeah. maybe we should take a good look in the mirror. Yeah. And that's like tough love. It is. Yeah. Vehement honesty and accountability is really icky. But it's kind of it's kind of time that we we need to flip the script on this as an, an industry as a whole. You know, right. Yep. Nope. I totally, I could not agree more. Um, Spencer, I love this conversation. I feel like you need to have it a lot more often. Just saying. I am hint, starting to hint. realize I think this is where my genius is. Yeah. Hint, hint. Um, but tell the people, tell the listeners where they can find you. I am at Spencer Lane Artistry on Instagram. I'm also on threads. I'm super funny on threads. Highly yeah. recommend. Um, and yeah, you can come find me anytime. Send me a DM. I love to chat with people. Awesome. 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 Spencer, thank you so much for coming on again. Cause gosh, it's been what, two years, I think since you were on the first time. I was like one of the first people you did a podcast yeah. with. Like so one it might of the be first, like, three, three years then. This is like yeah. episode, like, I think I'm on episode 160 or something at this point. Jesus. I tell me I've literally missed two weeks out of three years. So, so proud of you to like That's have that fun. many friends that you can talk to and have that amount of content to offer people. Like, that's awesome. I proud just, of you. Like I like meeting people. I like the relationship. That is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. I mean, that kind of circles this whole conversation is like, it's, it's the relationship that it's the relationships that are going to grow any business in my opinion, any right. business. So. Never just about hair. Never. And I don't want it to be, and I don't want it to be about money. I want it to be about connection. Exactly. Community. Yep. All right, Spencer. Love you to death. Appreciate it. Love you. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, 
please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.